The Supreme Court will deliver its decision on Peter Ellis's appeal of his 13 convictions for child abuse today. Peter Ellis died, of course, before being able to make the case in person, but protested his innocence as long as he lived. Nigel Hampton Casey has previously represented Ellis, and he joins us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning. Obviously, we can't talk the specifics ahead of the decision. Can we talk about what's at stake here? Well, um, quite a lot, of, uh, quite a lot, really, uh, on on the personal level in terms of Peter and his family, and on a, a national level as well in terms of the issues that are involved in this decision, which is going to come out, which will include uh, groundbreaking ruling, I think, uh, allowing a dead person, uh, the family of a dead person, the right to continue with an appeal to clear. Uh, that person, that de- dead person's name. N- up until now, we had believed in the Western common law system of law that such rights of appeal died with the the person, so that if uh, on Peter's death, his appeal rights uh, got buried with him. But the concept of tikanga uh, and the mana of a deceased person has that been tested at all in court before? Not, not, not in the way like this is, and and that's why I say it's it, it really is going to be uh, groundbreaking, and of importance, uh, not only about the issue of uh, of appeal rights surviving, but more generally about uh, our weaving into our uh, system of law uh, tikanga concepts, and so this is going to, I think, lead to a uh, recasting of views about all aspects of our law and the introduction of uh, tikanga concepts into our law uh, up and down. So this would set a significant precedent, not just not just in the case of people who died, in the case of living people too. It, exactly. It, it will uh, you, you will find it being argued uh, to be a part of all aspects of law, whether civil law or criminal law, uh, family law. Uh, children's court, children and young people's courts, all in, in all, uh, in, in every aspect you can think of, it's going to be argued, and you may, it's, you will see it being applied. So even I guess for the Supreme Court to consider this is a landmark, is it not? <laughs> it was. Um, look, it, when Peter's uh, 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 journey of uh, appeals following his conviction, started out nearly 30 years ago, um, it would have been unthinkable, the idea that uh, Tikanga would have been able to be introduced and used in this way. So if this appeal were to succeed, we don't get the decision till 2 o'clock, going forward, what do you anticipate might happen? Oh, it's... Um uh, again, on two levels, uh, the, the, the Peters family level, I'm so sorry that A, he didn't uh, get to reach this day, B, that his mother didn't get to reach this day, but the, the rest of his family, uh, it, it, I think, will be a uh, significant uh, underlining to them of, of what Peter always said and held to the his internal truth that he knew that he had been uh, wrongly and unjustifiably imprisoned. 
on a, on a greater level, um, uh, the wider level, as I say, uh, New Zealand society, I think, will be the better for the recognition of tikanga into our systems of law and uh, uh, in many respects, uh, not just uh, uh, a tip your cap to the notion of of, of uh, Treaty of Waitangi uh, and uh, the tikanga concepts uh, that lie behind, uh, lay behind uh, what was enshrined in the Treaty of Waitangi. Thank you so much for uh, being available this morning, former uh, lawyer for Peter Ellis, Nigel Hampton.